Empire. It's Derby Week, and one day you'll take a 360 ride with the best of the best. They shot, we shot this race, and now we, we, we activated all the big events. But basically, you put the goggles on, look around, people look just like VR, and you are in the race. You huh. see everything now. In back of you, in front of you, the mountains. <laughs> I mean, it's insane if you haven't seen it yet. That's Pete Rotondo, Senior Vice President of Racing and Wagering at First, where technology and experience are merging in horse racing. This is the Future Sport Podcast. I'm Bram Weinstein. There's a lot of technology that should help modernize horse racing from social media, gaming, and gambling, and now AI, which may make handicapping a far less difficult onboarding experience for new players. Our guest this week is Pete Rotondo. He is the Senior Vice President of Racing and Wagering at First, which is owned by the Stronic Group that owns a number of high-profile tracks in and around the United States and hosts one of the marquee events in horse racing, the Preakness, up at Pimlico in Baltimore. So let's talk racing and technology as Triple Crown season is here. Hey, Pete, how are you? I'm great. How you doing, Bram? I'm doing good. Um, all right, let me just put you on the spot here early because we're taping this before the Kentucky Derby, and you're either going to sound smart or not. Who do you like in the Kentucky Derby? Well, you know, last year I bet uh, the Japanese horse, Crown Pride. Uh, I thought I was really sharp. I, w- I looked at him in the morning, monster working out, and then they broke out of the gate and he went out there in 22-45 uh, for the half, and I knew I was in trouble, and he faded. Uh, now this year they're bringing another horse there. Um, Dermo Sataki, Dermota Sataki, I think is the name. How to say it? Not exactly try to say. He won the UAE Derby a couple weeks ago, basically wire to wire in, um, in Dubai. There's not a lot of speed in the race. There's not a lot of early pace. Um, unlike, you know, most derbies, you know, have a decent amount of pace. Uh, this one doesn't seem to have it. So the Japanese horses all over the world have been winning everything, right? They won the Saudi Cup. They won the Dubai World Cup. Last year, they, they won a bunch of big races at the Breeders' Cup two years ago. Finally, they, they came. They won two championships. I, I think eventually they're going to take over, uh, for real. Huh. And uh, this, this one might be it. Okay. So you're not of the fool me once variety, you've decided. I am doubling down <laughs> and staying with my thoughts. Okay, good. Well, right. yeah, again, without looking at the past performances like and the draw yeah, and all yeah. that, I'm yeah. looking at, again, Pace makes the race, and, you know, I, I think uh, he's going to be on the lead, and they're going to have trouble, you know, those horses don't seem to stop. Okay. Uh, all right, let's get into some technology and the future and the Preakness, which is the big event that your company is involved with, which, of course, two weeks after the Kentucky Derby at Pimlico. I, you know, am selfishly, I'm excited to talk to you because I'm from Maryland. I've gone to the Preakness my entire life. I think I told you before we started taping, I've been to 20 to 25 of them. It's one of the marquee events in my home state. And of course, I'm a big fan of horse racing. Um, tell me a little bit about what is new broadly at the Preakness. Well, uh, at the time of this taping today, uh, and again, it'll be the, there's a new wager we're starting today. It's called the Preakness Future Bet. 
So basically, you could bet from now until Derby Day, that's Saturday at Kentucky Derby Day at 6 p.m. It will end. Uh, you can bet on the Preakness. You can make a future bet. So just like you would on futures in sports or, um, you know, on the Super Bowl, there's going to be a, a, on your ADW, uh, express bet, first bet, and the others will all, also offer it. You could, there's, a, there's a field of 28 horses, and you can make a bet and, and, uh, and get odds now on the Preakness. So you can imagine it's a future, and if the horse doesn't run, you, you know, you lose your money, right? But the odds will give you, you know, the odds will be, uh, you'll get paid, in other words. They'll be pretty, pretty good odds. So that opens today on the Friday, um, but will close Derby Day at 6 p.m. So that's brand new. We've never done it before. The Derby has done it through the years. But we're just trying to get some buzz going Derby Week for Preakness. Um, you know, sort of instead of waking up on Sunday morning after the Derby and now it's a full scramble, we just want to stretch it out a bit. Yep. Okay. Tell me a little bit about just some of the new technology at first. How are you guys interacting with customers and betters? So, I mean, you know, the last couple of years, um, the first bet app, firstbet.com, they have an actual AI uh, offering the, you know, that gives picks huh. and obviously with the button, then they, they're the only one that does it. Right. So we're the only one with first bet. Uh, obviously the other ADWs, when I say ADWs, I mean, you know, TVG, twin spires, you know, the other betting apps exist. They, you know, they work, work great, but this AI offering is all exclusive to first bet. And now with the buzz, obviously in the world with, with, uh, with AI is through the roof. We've been it's a bit of ahead of the curve. For an example, last year at the Preakness, uh, on the NBC telecast, we, we showed a virtual race the way the AI broke it down. Huh. And they hit the cold exacta with early voting at five to one on top over Epicenter. That's wild. Um, so as you, it's funny, as you view this, and you're someone like me that has enjoyed betting on the races for a long time, do you see this maybe altering handicapping in perpetuity? Yeah. I mean, I would look at it as yet another tool, right? I mean, listen, I think there's going to be the old school way of handicapping, like probably you and I do it with the racing form. I mean, I look at formulator facts and look use that technology to try to find angles and, and trips and all this. But at the end of the day, I feel like the AI is going to, is going to break it down for you. So it's like you put in into your into your system there what you think is important, uh, the way you handicap, and it'll just spit it out. I think it's going to help with speed for sure, like as far as how quickly you can make a bet and, and you know, with a click of a button. Um, but, yeah, I think it'll alter – I mean, it's going to alter everything. Um, I think it's going to help – I think it'll help the hardcore old school guys if they just will embrace technology a little because yeah. – the idea is, you know, just stick it in the system and let it punch it out. But this is always, and you know this because it's about education of a younger generation to get interested in the sport, that there's this constant like struggle to go, this is fun. Read all the numbers. Like it's all in front of you, but it does take some work and you're going to have to kind of learn what your preferences are and study it kind of conclusion. And when you're right, there's nothing like being right in this sport. Um, this could cut corners, but at the same time, it feels like really open that door to a younger generation that might be interested, but doesn't want to buy the paper and sit on a bench for a half an hour trying to figure out who to pick. 
you're exactly right. And in fact, if you go to first bet, if you go to the app, you could you there's this uh, handicapping factors is a drop down. And there's basically a quick description of what each one is from early speed to win percentage of jockey and trainer. You click which ones you think are important. Now, again, if you didn't know anything, let's just say, all right, well, you just use some common sense. Like, well, I think it's important that the jockey is wins at a high percentage. You know, again, it might not be common sense, but I'm saying as far as what you might think is yeah. relevant, click a couple and then it will spit out the picks for you based on those three or four factors that you think are important. And that's just sitting in the app with a couple of clicks. Um, so, yeah, I think that's a way. And then it will be like, let's say, to your point, if you win, and, and there's nothing like winning, especially when you first go to the racetrack because you feel like this is the greatest thing in the world, right? The idea is then maybe you want to learn more about it, and then you can dive into it. But it is the way it's built right now, it's really simple. Just a couple of clicks and we'll spit out some AI uh, information. Um, but the example you gave that NBC used where they actually literally AI mapped out the race, which for, there are some companies obviously in horse racing that do this professionally and try to provide that information to people. Do you think that that level of AI technology is going to be available to everyday betters? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's technically available now i guess it's available on the at the end of it's like the rainbow right it'll tell you who they think is going to win uh it's not available where they're going to show you how the race gets mapped out um easily but yeah i mean that to me that's the future right i mean that's the idea especially you know if the guys that are working on the super tech you know very technologically advanced obviously we're out of my realm as far as that goes i'm like an old school Handicapper, but <laughs> the idea is that they're they're trying to get people involved, like me, to like give feedback, right? To help yes. build these machines. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think again, I think it'll be it'll be totally uh, available for everybody. It's just a matter of time. It is one of these things, though. Like I'll believe it when I see it. It's like I've seen a million technologies that's going to explain what stock would go up and down in the stock market, and that has yet to happen. And I'm still now waiting for someone to show me the actual formula that will tell me on a regular basis which horse will win a single race. Well, I yeah, I, I hear you. I mean, I don't. If that was the case, there'd be no. Then everyone would win, and it would never happen, right? I think everybody has what they and I think that's what the magic of racing is right as far as handicapping is everyone has their own angle so it exists now on the app where you could pick what you think might be important click those buttons and then it's better pick if you pick different factors it will it will tell you a different pick it's a, it really and really at the end of the day they want to give you the it's in your hands um you just have to manipulate the manipulate it um yourself all right, let me ask you broadly about um, all the legalization of sports gambling um, over the last you know, few years, um, I think has offered an opportunity to reach out to a younger generation as well that are more inclined to bet on traditional sports, whether it's you know the games themselves or parlays or fantasy options. Um, how have you guys seen that integration of a younger generation and try to bring them over to horse racing? Well, we have a we have a relationship with um, Points Bet um, that's been out there uh, where we're going to help them uh, on their AD on their on their app as far as get horse racing in, into um, into Points Bet. Obviously, we're close partners with TVG FanDuel, 
right? FanDuel, FanDuel TV, which was CBG, they show all of our content, all of our races. Um, and I feel like they, you know, they have uh, horse racing. They're, that's what they were built on, right? As far as a fan, as being um, at their core. And now with FanDuel, of course, involved, um, you know, sports. I think the shared wallet is the key, right? At the end of the day. Yeah. As you know, right now I'm in New York. On my on my uh, FanDuel betting uh, sports betting app, I have to click a couple of buttons, uh, and then eventually gets back to horse racing. It needs to be like NBA, NFL, horse racing, right? In that one on the one app. I mean, and I think that's ultimately where it's got to go, um, because then it'll just be easy for the consumer instead of getting out of that app and have to open up another one just to make a bet on horse racing doesn't seem to make sense okay i think all the future is shared wallet okay so why do you think that's not happening right now that seems like a simple fix i think everybody's working on it (laughs) i mean it's definitely at the top of the list um i'm not sure why it's not happening it's like it's a done deal but i know it's i know it's it's definitely being worked on and something that's very important to you know, every, especially everybody in racing. Okay. Um, just give me a sense of, of what you guys are thinking about two, three, five years from now, how you want to interact with your customers. Well, I think, you know, one of the things we're working on right now is so very simply, you know, let's, let's just talk about morning workouts, right? Yeah. Right, right now, with all the respect to the morning, the clockers out there, right? I mean, there's some old men out there with stopwatches. <laughs> Right. Yeah. <laughs> Waiting. <laughs> I mean, just the reality and maybe some older women as well, but the bottom line or some younger women, but the bottom line, they're out there waiting to see when a horse breaks off on his, um, on his gallop uh, and his workout. Um, and then, you know, starts the clock and sticks it. Like it's 2023, right? We need <laughs> some automated workouts in the morning. Right. Yeah. And uh, we're working on that. We're working on, um, that with some with some companies out there where there'll be a chip in the saddle and it'll be all automatic. Uh, and then we'll have data from there, just like the NFL does with, you know, the trajectory of the ball and, and, and the speed that they have in the helmet. Same sort of thing. Um, yeah, we're working on that. I think that changes a lot. I mean, that amount of data is available regularly to this generation that, you know, consumes data the way they do. I think that's a game changer, right? Right now, it's, right now, you. How do you look at workouts? You see in the form, you see a bullet work. You that's see a, right. You know, that was fast. I mean, it's true. Need, it, it, that's that's going to change everything. And not only from the betting point of view, it's from uh, safety. Um, they have this. They're working on it now. I saw it the other day. But basically, you could see the strides of the horses, and now you can identify based on these chips where there might be a little injury about to be, you know, brewing, brewing or whatever. Mm. You stop that horse, you get an x-ray and they've been finding, they've been finding uh, out little issues that could turn into bigger ones. So our guys are all over it. I mean, as you, you know, as you might know, you know, we're, we're number one when it comes to safety and, you know, been through hell in, at Santa Anita a couple of years ago. And now everything is, is, uh, you know, as, as safe as it can be. And the protocols in place are, you know, top notch. So, Bottom line is technology in the mornings, I think, is, is the next step as well, uh, is to just from workouts to safety to get uh, to get the best info out there. Um, on that front, the horsemen, I would assume, have to be OK with all of this data being implemented and then disseminated. Are they on board with all of that as you kind of think through the future? 
Yeah, I think I think the horsemen are on board. Like, I think it's going to make their job a bit easier in a sense, right? Because they're going to have real data again through the years. It's like you're relying on this, you know, human, so to speak, right? I mean, like to give you this information yeah. that what you know. And again, I'm friends with some of these guys, and you know, it's just you know, and it's coming <laughs> down the road. But the reality is, it, it's just like, what if you had a bad night the night before? You are out there clocking away. You could be off by a couple of seconds. You know, a couple of a fifth. You know, in racing, a fifth of a second is a length. I mean, that's <laughs> the whole game. That's it's right. built off that. So we need that, and we're working on it. Yeah. Okay. So all right. So technology in terms of uh, chips and wearables, for a better, for lack of a better term. Wearable. You know, it's really it's interesting. Um, that you bring up the potential to catch an injury earlier this way as well. Um, this is the one sport when I talk to friends that want to be introduced to it, I go, look, there's no injury report. So the hardest part about projecting this is you don't know the exact condition. This is even, even in the NHL that's vague about it when they say upper body, lower body. Um, right. you're never going to know that here. And and that is always something that I think has been, uh, difficult to kind of navigate if you're into the sport for sure. Yeah, no, no doubt. You're a hundred percent, you know, and the idea that, but then you have to rely on the vets and what we have in place. Yeah. You know, we have a team of veterinarians that are looking at these horses, you know, with a fine you know, tooth comb. Um, that doesn't mean everything's always going to be perfect, but at least if you're if you're coming to the you know preakness, you're gonna know that the horses have been looked over multiple times. Not only in the morning before the race, on the way to the gate in the paddock, it's just they're not gonna they're not getting in the gate without yeah. many many eyeballs on them. I, I guess I would say the one other thing, technology is jockey cam, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Um, it exists. We're we're good partners with those guys from England. The goal with that simple. At the end of the, in a couple of years, we want every jockey to have it on, and we want you at home to be able to w- ride your horse in a race. Could you? I mean, that's that to me. That's again, I hate the word game changer, right? But that's what right. it is. It's, I could bet on my on on a horse, and I could be Mike Smith and ride him. Yes, looking around, so it's, it's it's next level. So yeah, that's something that we're working on. Because right now they, they can only do two live cameras. The goal is yeah. like twelve. Um, and let me ask you about that one real quickly too, because obviously I've seen it and it's cool, you know, like when you, when you see it implemented, um, there is a perspective issue though with it. It, uh, Have you guys kind of looked at trying to either broaden the perspective from the jockey's point of view so that you get, um, maybe a broader viewpoint? Cause obviously the camera can never replicate the eyeballs. So how do you guys kind of think through the presentation there? If there is a thought process with it? Yeah, there is. So I'll I'll send you a link after we're done. Basically, we did a virtual 360 race at Santa Anita. It was a in the, one of the mornings. We did a down the six and a half furlong down the hill turf course. Uh, we had eight jockeys, eight horses, and they were wearing the 360 camera, which Jockey Cam has built. Right, it's a little bigger than the one they wear now. The goal they got to get it smaller and tighter. Right. But basically, they shot. We shot this race. And now we, we, we activated all the big events. So basically, you put the goggles on, look around. You can look just like VR, and you are in the race. And huh. You see everything now. In back of you, in front of you, the mountains. <laughs> I mean, it's 
insane. If you haven't seen it yet, you have to try it. And it, you'll see it at major events. Um, that, oh, that's the, that's the long-term goal, right? If they all had that on, you could literally then, yeah, you don't need the goggles for real. I mean, you can watch it on your, you know, you can watch it on, on your app or whatever, but with the goggles, it's next level. Uh, but yeah, then you could see everything. Literally, you look up, look down. I'll send it, I'll send it to you. Uh, and you can take a look, but um, it's wild. It's very cool. All right. Last thing. Um, and I always like to afford the opportunity to do this because um, I, I think uh, the Triple Crown races are the best sporting events of the calendar year. And if you haven't been to them, they should be on your bucket list. But you, I guess you could talk maybe specifically about the Preakness. Um, what do you want to tell people who might be first timers coming to Pimlico and checking out the second jewel of the Triple Crown? Well, tickets are still available, preakness.com. Basically, you know, the infield is a party, right? And I've lived through the original Preakness infield, (laughs) and I'm sure you have too. Yeah, we're both Uh, survivors of that. Yeah, we're both survivors of that one. (laughs) I actually had my first basketball party there. Oh, Um, God. (laughs) You're um, lucky you all came out of there alive after that. (laughs) Party Jones year. Somehow somehow we made it. But... um, it's now different, right? It's it's so cool. Like it's really well done. Uh, the the talent level, as far as musical talent, is next level, right? So we have this year we got Bruno Mars is performing. Huh. Now in the past, Bruno was actually at Preakness before he blew up like ten years ago, eleven years ago. Uh, no one knew who he was yet, but now he's who he is. The difference this year is he's going to go on immediately following the last race. Uh, so it's like a post-race concert type of thing for the crowd. Uh, th- throughout the day, there's going to be these DJ Sophie Tucker, you might know, and there's some other names uh, out there. It'll still be a huge party in the infield. Uh, they have all these local food venues set up. And then we're going to set up like what we call the first race book. Um, it'll be it'll feel like you're in Vegas. There'll be all the screens and there'll be all the apps. Will, I mean, the first bet app will be active and there'll be people to help you bet. Because as you know, there is a bit of, there always been a kind of a disconnect in <laughs> kind of it. If you're in the infield versus the races, we're trying to bring it closer together this year. So, um, you know, I think that's going to be different. I think it's going to be better for everybody. Um, and that entertainment will be fantastic. And then, of course, you know, if you're Turf Terrace and, you know, those, those seats out there right on the infield side overlooking the yeah. track. These horses are so close. I mean, they run right by you, which... I really, I don't know of another place like that. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I think, um, you know, we've got two days, obviously, Black Eyed Susan on the Friday, uh, and then Preakness Day on Saturday, May 19th and 20th. Pete Rotondo is the Senior Vice President of Racing and Wagering at First. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, Bram. I appreciate it. On the next Future Sport Podcast, keeping venues safe. And, and on average, for a sports venue, about 95% of people are going to walk through the operation strike. So think about it. Every, for every 100 people, 95 people are walking through right to the venue, into their seat or, or, or into the stadium to enjoy it. it. It's a very different process because we're ingrained in that painful yes. wait in line. It take a long time. So it takes, a, it takes a minute for people to kind of shift their mindset. That's John Beyer, Vice President of Sports with Evolve Technologies, who is bringing cutting-edge safety measures to sporting events. That will do it for this episode. As always, the future is now. This is the Future Sport Podcast. I'm Bram Weinstein.